Bye. It's your girl, Cece. And I just got to start by supporting two of my girls before I get into this uh, episode. I'm all about girl power and the power of supporting each other. So my girls, Chelsea and Aaliyah, they are a huge powerhouse. I want you to go over, check out their podcast called Organized Rec, which airs every Wednesday, where you can find them covering topics from dating, marriage, parenting, and all that girl talk one can hope for, all while sipping a glass of wine. You can find them on Instagram at Organized Rec Podcast. Uh, it is spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-D-W-R-E-C-K podcast. You can also email them any suggestions you may have and topic requests at organizedrec at gmail.com. Go show my girl some love. Cheers! The fuck was that? What up, y'all? And welcome back to Alcohol You Later, where chances are I will never call, but I always appreciate the drink. I'm your host, Cece, and I'm here today with sex and relationship educator Jen Reiner. Today we are talking about body sex classes and true vulnerability into the topic of women's pleasure. Hi, Jen. Hi. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so happy to be here. I'm extremely excited about this particular topic because I find myself to be a a highly sexual person. But after doing some of the research on things that you do and have done and are going to be doing, I'm like, maybe I'm not that sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's always, always more to learn. I'm going to celebrate my 50th birthday this year and I'm still like my mind gets blown all the time. And it's great that there's so much to learn. Exactly. I, I I am pumped about this. So tell us exactly what you do. Well, I am a primarily a sexuality educator, although in that we end up dealing with relationships, too, because, you know, there's only so much sex you can have by yourself. Exactly. You can have some really good sex by yourself, but (laughs) sometimes you have to include a partner or want to include a partner. And that's going to, uh, you know, involve talking about relationships as well. Okay. Yeah. So what do I do? I do a lot. Um, it, It actually came out of. I was like, I was the person in my group of friends that everybody came to for sex info. Like, if they had a question, they would call me up and say, Jen, what do you think about this? Jen, what do you know about that? Like, can you tell me about this? Can you talk to me about that? What do you think about this? So people were always coming to me because sex is something I've studied for the last 30 years. I've been obsessed with it, not only like figuring it out my, you know, for my own uh, knowledge and making it better for me, but just in general, like I read research, I sit down with like research papers and read about how all of these different things work. So in being that go-to person for my friends, um, my sex education career just kind of evolved. So, you know, at first people would come to me and I'd say, hey, use this product or try this toy or, and they'd go, oh, do you sell that? And I was like, uh, 
no, let me figure out how I can do that. <laughs> right. So like, no, but I should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I should because I tell everybody to use it. So, you know, I started figuring out how I could sell sex toys, do sex toy parties um, and how I could start bringing the information that I've gleaned over the years out to more and more people. So now uh, I, along with my husband, Sean, we give workshops and the ones that we do together are primarily focused on communication. Um, it's typically communication with a partner or um, communication in terms of dating, especially dating in this day and age where a lot of it, a lot of connections happen online. Um, so like we cover the communications part of it, you know, like, well, we help people figure out what they want and how to convey that in their dating profiles. We help people in communicating with each other while they're starting to get to know each other. Um, and we also help people um, in communicating with each other when they're in relationships and have been for a while, but they've kind of gotten out of the habit of, you know, figuring out new things about each other. So okay. and it's like sexual that, like related. So like, do they come to you as like a couple or is it normal? Do they come to you as like I come to you like this is the problem that I'm having, you know, within my relationship. And then we set something up we, with you and I'll bring my boyfriend or. Yeah, we don't we don't tend to do one on one, although a lot of people have been asking us. So maybe that's something else that we're going to add. Um, yeah, but we sure. do. We either give workshops in public spaces or we've been asked to come give workshops in different spaces. So, um, for instance, this year, our schedule is kind of working out right now. But I know for sure that we're going to go to um, a fetish and BDSM club in April and give workshops uh, for two nights there. So they asked us to come. And we're still trying to figure out what workshops we're going to do for that audience. But we usually do it in a workshop setting where there are several people. Um, We actually taught at a um, a fetish event last fall, which is how they found out about us. So um, usually it's in a room with a lot of people who are interested about the topic and about learning more about sex. Right. Okay. I love that. Um, (laughs) It's so much fun. I do. I love that. Like, I mean, that it's like a great career to have. You get to talk about sex and, you know, be a part of a group of people that also enjoy it. And I think that yeah. people kind of like lost sight of how important sex is, because I find that sex is a is a it's very important for me, at least to have in my relationship. Um, so it's kind of like if I lose that, then like we lost a major part of us. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. And I feel I, mean, people, I, I feel that that's important, but I don't I think that a lot of people just get away with that and think that, you know, the sex part is not always the one that should be, I don't know, put on a pedestal, like one of the qualities that should be put on a pedestal in a relationship. But well, I think like I think how much sex you're having and how good the sex you're having in is directly related to how well you communicate with your partner. I really do, because when when you are able to talk to your partner about real things, about, you know, your deepest desires that you don't talk to anybody else about and 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 when you're able to accept those in your partner and help each other realize that, um, you know, the 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 more 
the easier it is for you to talk about those things, the better it the better your sex life becomes. Well, yeah, I could definitely see that because you're basically telling them exactly what you want. You know what I mean? Like, and who wouldn't want that? You know what I mean? Like that type of comfortability among somebody else to be like, this is what I want. What what can I do for you? Let's talk about it. So we both get what we basically want. Yeah. And I think a lot of times um, we expect our partners to just know. Um, yes. And that's and that's because that's really due to how we were all taught sex education, which is not very well. Right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. we're coming up. Right. And, you know, they might do something in school. Maybe, you know, like nowadays, you yep. don't even know if you're going to get any kind of sex ed in school. But when you do, it's all about, for God's sakes, don't do it now because you're going to get a disease. You're going to get <laughs> yes. pregnant. Like all yes. of these horrible things are going to happen to you. Don't do it. Don't parts. do it. Don't do it. Oh, wait, get married. And then you're supposed to know how to do it. Know how to do it well and only do it with this person for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the message that our culture sends about sex, you know, and even as adults, it's really difficult to talk about it because sex is used to sell us things and mm -hmm. sex is used to titillate us. And most of the information that we get about sex, especially these days, is from porn, which is not real sex. Right, exactly. It's performative it's, right. sex. Um, that is such a I, good in point. Keep, by the way, in keeping with your show, I I, I, I brought a bottle of wine. To, I uh, love that. To, to, do a little, to do a little day drinking. Yeah. That, you know, day drink and talk about sex. Like, what wouldn't you want? <laughs> this is why I love my career. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, I mean, you've got it all going going on down there. Like, I mean, to be to be honest, like uh, to go to to touch upon uh, what you had just currently said, like about going back to how we're taught sex education very poorly. Yeah. Basically, all of the bad stuff and shit is what they tell us. Like, yeah, we know about every single disease that we can possibly get. You know, by the time we get into middle school, you, right. we know that we can get pregnant and things like that. So, like, one of my questions to you was, like, uh, do you think that it's important to actually have an, a real orgasm as a female? Because it seems like we're always taught, like, we were taught to almost neglect ourselves and, like, mm -hmm. please the man. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, it feels great. Like, yeah. Like, so if he comes before you. A, like, you know, my pleasure came well, from pleasing him type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that old line. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Most of the time he comes before you. And this, exactly. um, this you know, this comes down to our physiology, really. Mm -hmm. um, and, okay, I can deep dive here. Like, I'm going to get into it. <laughs> so I love it. Bring it. The, the difference in why he can come easier than she can, right? So the penis, right, is external. It's an external yes. organ. It's got all of this erectile tissue that fills up with blood 
to make him erect. And that's what also adds to the excitement, all the blood rushing to the area, right? Makes it really sensitive, plus the nerve endings. You know, everything is sensitizing that piece of flesh that's sticking out from the front of him. And then as long as he rubs it on something in a way that pleases him, he's pretty much assured that he's going to get off. Right. A female, however, her parts are a lot different, right? And, you know, we're talking about a vulva owning female. So you've got a vulva and our parts are really all kind of tucked away on the inside. Now, the interesting thing is we actually have the same amount of erectile tissue as men Mm -hmm. do. It's just all inside. Yeah. So... This is, um, it's a fairly new discovery, the mapping of the clitoris. Um, Mm -hmm. It's only about 15 years old, and it's really only become popularly known in the last 10 years or so. But the the clitoris is not just the little nub that sticks out at the top. The clitoris Mm -hmm. has a whole structure underneath, inside, that wraps around your vaginal canal. Now, all of that clitoral structure is erectile tissue, which swells with blood and fills Mm -hmm. up, but it takes women a lot longer for that to happen because it's tucked inside instead of outside and exposed. So it actually takes the average woman 20 to 30 minutes to become fully erect, so to speak, to have the blood engorge all of those tissues that will then enable her to orgasm. And that's not saying that women can't orgasm quickly. I mean, I know I can in certain circumstances. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with women, too, I think some of that uh, stimulation, you know, is a little bit mental. So, like, you can be getting stimulated and 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 the blood flowing down to your parts before you're even touched, too. I mean, that, that that's the same for men, too. But... Right. Um, But you really need a lot more time to become fully aroused. But then when you're fully aroused, it's much easier to reach orgasm. So, you know, that's why it's really, you know, that's why you see things like she comes first. Um, If your partner works with you to get you fully aroused, it's going Mm -hmm. to be easier for you to orgasm with him or near him, you know, or in the same time frame as him, if you're working on stimulating, um, stimulating those vulva, vulva and clitoral parts. And that's so and when you say real orgasm, huh? Yeah, that's where like our favorite word foreplay comes into you. Yes. Into the picture then. (laughs) Yes. Foreplay is so important. Um, Although, you know, and part of it, too, is like reframing how we think about sex. Um, Sex isn't just penis and vagina. Sex is all of it. So you're having sex when you're kissing. You're having sex when you're when you're touching each other. You know, you're having sex before your clothes come off. And sex doesn't necessarily have to end with an orgasm. I mean, orgasms feel great, but you can yeah. be intimate and sexual and connected and turned on without having an orgasm. So sometimes even just thinking of it in a different way helps you reach orgasm if you're not thinking about it so much you know that kind of reverse psychology stuff yes that is very true because i can yeah 
I can definitely get down with that. Like just thinking oh. about it, you know what I mean? Like throughout throughout the uh, we can, day. But you know, we can talk when, ourselves when out of orgasms for sure. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, when it's time to get there, like you're like, I've been thinking about this all day. <laughs> Let's go. (laughs) That's how I can be some days. Yeah. Um, Let's get into uh, these body sex shops that um, uh, workshops that you. So you took one um, with uh, Betty Dodson and Carlene Ross, correct? Yes, I did. And tell me about that experience because. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Like, okay. This was um, two and a half years ago now. So it was June of 2018 is when I first went. And I, so, I mean, Betty Dodson has been around. She's been doing this since the 1970s. She's been just this badass orgasm warrior for women for the last 50 years. I love that. I love that. That's such a great name and, for her. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so I've known about her for a long time. She, she wrote a book in the '80s called "Sex for One," which was all about female orgasm. And I read that. I guess I was twenty or twenty-one years old. So I was, I was, you know, on the young side of things. But that kind of started my, <laughs> my whole like being curious about sex. You know, I was reading everything I could get my hands on and. I uh, uh, I read her book, so I knew who she was. And then all through the years, I kept like coming, you know, coming in contact with her, seeing something about her. Um, and I was just like one day, just kind of, you know, cruising the web, researching sex like I do all the time and <laughs> got on her site and saw that she was doing the workshops again. And I was like, it wasn't even a question to me. I was like, oh, my God, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally, like, I went to my husband and I'm like, uh, I'm going to do this thing. And he's like, oh, are you? I was like, yes, yes. And I told him all about it. And he's like, okay. And uh, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't that he didn't want me to go explore it. It was that he had just become a grad student and we were poor. <laughs> Right, but yes. I was like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna figure out how I'm to good. get myself there. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, um, so going, you know, like I, I was going because I, I knew that she did this, and I, and I'd heard about it for all these years. But, you know, part of me was also going because, um, you know, I'm getting into that midlife crisis age where I'm like, oh my God, my body is changing. My life is changing. Am I going to still want sex? And I was really curious to, to go and see a, at the time she was 88, you know, go see an 88 year old woman who still claimed to masturbate regularly and be sexual. And, you know, there was a, there was actually a period of her life in her 70s where she had a 25-year-old lover that lived with her. Yes, so, queen. For like a decade, <laughs> she had a 25-year-old lover and and this guy came to her like, I want to know all there is to know about sex. And she's like, come on in, I can teach you. <laughs> I love that. So, so I was really curious to see that too. So I, um, I went and it, 
you know, it, what was so interesting is like I, I knew that I was going to a masturbation workshop. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't really understand is how I was going to experience the people that I went with. Because right. the group the groups are like eight to 12 women, roughly. Okay. And I don't think I really thought about the other women in the room that much because I was so concerned about like, okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to go to this workshop and do it naked and um, and like spread my legs and show everybody my vulva and then I'm yeah. going to masturbate, in, you know, in this room. So I was more focused on like how I was going to feel about those things. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is I... I feel now like I'm part of a sisterhood of women who really have each other's backs because you, yeah, you become incredibly close to the people that you go through the workshop with. So anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent there. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're actually, that was, that, that actually was like a question that I had anyway. um, Oh, good. (laughs) Because I did watch, you know, like some of the videos and she was recently on Gwyneth Paltrow's show, uh, Goob. So it was, my question was, it, it seemed to be, I would be a little bit more intimidated because it is such an intimate um session that you're in yeah. with these women and you are naked and you know the basis of it is to become one with you know yourself and your body to get to make yourself um give your own self pleasure but i yeah. i'm thinking all about these women that are around me also trying to do like with the same goal in mind did you find that distracting though to like actually reach orgasm i guess or to to make to give pleasure to yourself with these women when you first started out? Cause I mean, I just wouldn't like, I would love to do this, but it's just when I looked at this and like, Oh my God, I know how I am. I'm literally just going to think about these two women on the other side of me. Then the women that's across <laughs> from me in the circle. And like, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's definitely unusual circumstances. Like, so I, I've been kind of a wild child all my life and, you know, I've been like, I've been to sex parties and I've been in situations where I've, I've been sexual with people in front of other people, but this is completely different from that. It's, um, the only way, the only way that I can describe it is that Betty has figured out kind of this formula for helping you become vulnerable and kind of stripping Mm -hmm. away a lot of stuff to the point where you then ultimately feel comfortable doing a very intimate thing surrounded by people you didn't know 24 hours ago. Right. Okay. And it's, um, it really is like, as you step through the workshop, all of these little pieces kind of come together to help you feel vulnerable enough to to open up to the experience and safe enough to do that um Mm -hmm. and safe enough with the with the people around you that you can be real and you know I, i keep coming back to vulnerable it's a good word like you 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 get to a very vulnerable place but that opens you up to really being able to experience 
pleasure in a, in a way that we don't often take the time to do. Right. Like in a more heightened form almost. Definitely more heightened um, and, and more authentic, I think, in some ways. Um, like, okay, so like my normal masturbation practice, you know, when I mm -hmm. masturbate for myself, I'm actually usually really rushed about it in my day-to-day -day yes, life because yes, I got shit to do, man. You know, like for sure. I got, <laughs> I got You're work, so right, I got clients, sure. I got people, yes. I got a daughter, I got a husband, yes. like there's stuff going on and it's like, for sure. oh, no one's here. I got 15 minutes. Let me go beat one off, right? <laughs> yeah, let me get at it. Let me get after me get... it, yes. <laughs> yeah. And and like that's, I think that's what a lot of us do is it's just kind of like maintenance, you know? And, right. And one of the great things about the workshop is it try, it, it, it slows you down into really feeling what you're doing um, because there's a process to go through. And it's actually helped me to... You know, since I've taken the workshop, I, I do, even though I still do like the maintenance orgasm, I still like I, I try and make time for self-care. Self-care is a great yeah. buzzword. But like my self-care is taking an hour masturbating, <laughs> you know, to really, I love that. to really get in touch with myself and um, and enjoy myself and, you know, have a good sex life with myself. Because I think that's I the root that. of having a good self-life, sex life with someone else. That is true. Yes. Yeah. I love But the that. workshop itself, it's, it's crazy. Like, you go there and you're greeted by naked people who welcome you in. <laughs> and you take off all your clothes in the entryway. And you go yes. sit with a bunch of naked people and you're all looking at each other like, holy shit, I'm in this room with naked people. Um, but you start out the day by, by actually sitting there naked and talking about some really vulnerable shit. Like, the first question they ask you is, what is your relationship to your body? And your orgasm. Wow. And, you know, how, how often do you talk about that in day-to-day -day conversation? Right. So, you know. And, like, how do you, you kind of answer? Like, how do you answer that? Yeah. I mean, it yes. does make you think about it. You know, you're like, how do you actually really answer that? Because, like you just said earlier, I think the the women that do masturbate, it is, it is a rushed thing. Like, so it's kind of like now you're asking me like do I know myself or <laughs> like and it's also going to into like it seems like these shops kind of make you make you learn yourself on a different level that um you never you know stopped to think about um because I know one of the things like um in the show where they were talking about it um it was called like a genitalia show and tell yeah and um after reading some of the stories um gearing up for this interview with you i it seemed like it was like basically like life-changing for some women um but it seemed very intimidating like at first because it's like a lot of the women actually kind of like broke down to you like they've never uh -huh. looked at their vagina <laughs> you know what i mean like like they just they never took the time to really figure their parts out um right so it was almost like a 
a body shaming thing too. You know what I mean? To to make you not body shame yourself anymore. Um, a lot of the women that um, were explaining this experience was to be vulnerable enough going back to that to open up to to show and tell, you know, your parts and to be okay with that. It's it it cracks you open. I, I mean, in <laughs> In a literal sense, yeah. In the literal sense, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't trying to, like, make a pun there, but... <laughs> but, but it was perfect timing. <laughs> um, you know, again, wild child. I've been, like, I've been to nude beaches. I've, <laughs> I've yeah, done, like, all of this stuff. And still, like, in this room with 12 other women, it's like, come up here and spread your legs. And, like, that's... God, that's something nobody ever does, right? Like, even with our lovers, even with our lovers, we're like, uh, turn the lights out or don't look at me or like, you know. Or I feel really uncomfortable. Like, I'm not going to masturbate in front of, you know, my boyfriend. Like, I feel like that's normally just like a thing for me to do while you're not here. (laughs) Oh, that's actually, that's actually one of my number one recommendations to couples is masturbate. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because... Because you know what you like best, and they can observe what you like best, and then they can emulate what you do to give you pleasure. Hmm. That is a very good point, Jen. Yep. I've never seen it that way. I've always looked at it like, (laughs) you know, that was like my private time, and I don't really want you to like watch me do it. Like it. It just gives me a sense, like an overwhelming sense of being uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Well, um, and I mean, if you are, if you're not an exhibitionist, it can be really unsettling and uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, think about, God, you know, we sex is one of the most intimate things that you can do with another person. You're putting yeah. your mouth in places that... right. You know, really, when you think about it, sex is is funny and disgusting, right? (laughs) Like, yes, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, there's a whole lot to laugh about, and there's there's a whole lot of ick factor there. Like, I remember, I remember telling my daughter, I'm like, if you want to have a good sex life, you gotta get good with bodily fluids. But like, (laughs) yeah, yes, you do. The the more. The more accepting you can be of bodily fluids, the better sex life you're going to have. Uh, yes. but gosh, we're getting off topic. We, 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 yeah, but <laughs> which, is total, show and tell. which is totally fine. This is totally fine. Um, because I think that, but people also need to know that. And I wanted to do, um, I wanted to have you on the show because I feel like women aren't really in touch with openly talking about sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys, I feel like they talk about sex anytime they want. You know what I mean? Everything is either like a sexual joke. They're talking about their penis, how big their dick is, you know, what girl they had sex with. And it's all fun games. And that's the way that they communicate. But then it's like when females start talking about it, it's like slut shaming or, you know, because I'm an overly sexual person and I don't care like, I don't care what I talk about. I'm like, like you said earlier, you're like, I'm an open book. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not shamed to talk about anything. So females like that, such as yourself, the other women kind of like slut shame you, like almost like, oh, well, you know, just because she's confident about talking about her sex life or talking about it with other people and you're not, 
Now you're a slut. You've done this. Like you're an inappropriate woman. Women shouldn't talk like that, you know? And I wanted to bring light that like, it's very, women should like do it more. All women should, I feel like. I mean, the part of the way that our culture polices us is by, is through other women. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is, that is again, like one of the greatest things about doing this workshop with other women. It's, I have the most real relationships with other women now than I've ever had in my entire life. And, and it's with women all over the world. Um, Like my first workshop, there was a woman sitting next to me from Australia uh, there was a uh, several from the West Coast, um, one from oh, no, the one from Finland was the next workshop that I did. I've done I've done a few now. <laughs> I'm kind of a I'm kind of a workshop groupie at this point. <laughs> I see that. Because yeah. it's great. It's so I mean, it's it's so much fun and you get you you keep getting stuff out of it. But I I, I literally know women from all over the world who are women like me who are sex positive, who are body positive, and who don't shame each other for talking about and seeking pleasure. Right. And I've tried, yeah, I like, yeah, I mean, and I definitely try with my, with my closer in-person friends to, to work with that. And I, I guess I've found, um, I found that most of the people that are in my life, you know, even the people that are close to me geographically, um, I've chosen them to be in my life now because they aren't that kind of person. And I don't really have a lot of tolerance for people that that would employ slut shaming and stuff like that. I just, you know, in the last few years, I'm just like, yeah, I don't have time for you. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Exactly. But it it does like again, like my friends are very openly you know, to each other, you know, we, yeah. we talk about each other's experiences and we have like a whole group chat and like, we don't, you know, we're not judging. It's kind of like we help each other, which you should like as a female, yeah. like, okay, this is Absolutely. going on in your relationship. You're worried about it. Now you bring it to your friends, which there should be no judge zone. Like, oh, your pussy's right. broke. Let's see how we can figure it out together for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so <laughs> that's like what, that's like what, you know, like we're doing. But I, 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 I am very interested in the the body sex workshops, which she's, she's got a couple, uh, Betty, that's coming up soon. So, yes. um, and after spring. talking to you, I, I kind of I really want to like do it. It's just that whole, there's a whole bunch of, now do you girl, like, do all of the women in there, I mean, the whole purpose of this is to take time with yourself as far as masturbating and obviously orgasming at the end of it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so everybody's just in there trying to do the same thing, coming to the yeah, same Yeah, I mean, people come for different reasons, for sure. Like, um, I mean, there are people that come that either either haven't ever had an orgasm or or aren't sure if they have. Um, right. because, you know, honestly, how do you describe an orgasm to somebody else? Like, uh, well, it feels exactly. like, right. you know, so, <laughs> um, exactly. but, uh, a lot of women who, who have had trouble with orgasm will find themselves there because for them, it's like, I've got to figure this out. Like they get to a point where they're like, I want to figure this out. I want to know if what I'm feeling is an orgasm or if I've never felt one and I want to experience one. Um, 
but then there are other people who are coming there. I mean, I, I was always orgasmic, but I knew I wanted to have the experience. And, you know, like I said in the beginning of the show, I'm always learning new things. Like I was able to find this just deeper, more intense orgasm that I didn't imagine was possible. So right. um, I think going to the workshop can offer someone can offer something to anyone, you know, from I don't think I've ever had an orgasm to I come all the time, right? So right. there's this whole range and people come for different reasons. Like a lot of the women, well, a lot of the women in the workshop, like a lot of the women in our culture have experienced some sort of sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. So and that can really be a barrier to pleasure and to us experiencing orgasmic pleasure. Um, so even though it's not necessarily an intention of the workshop, I think a lot of women experience healing around their trauma by taking part in it. Um, the genital show and tell part, which you brought up a little bit ago, is... Yeah. It's kind of, you know, so the first step of kind of like tearing down your walls is is taking your clothes off when you walk in to the apartment, right? Yeah. And then the next part is really that genital show and tell because it's it's strange, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of women who have never looked at themselves. And, and there are women who have looked at themselves and have thought that there's something wrong with them because we don't. Right have any basis for comparison and that was one of the great things that i was really happy that they did in the goop labs piece on netflix was to show a selection of different vulvas to highlight how we're all different and it it's all normal nothing's wrong with us like (laughs) nothing's wrong with us the you know the the statistic that they flashed up on the screen that blew my mind is that there's been this 45 percent increase in labiaplasty surgeries and that's where they actually cut away your inner lips right yeah and you know like those are sensitive right yes yes you know that's like Oh my God, that's like intentionally going through a circumcision, you know? Yes. Ah. I don't want anybody cutting any of my vulva away because it all feels so good. Well, and then it also goes into when you do things like that, like think of the like the other side of that, like the negatives too, because nothing is ever set in stone where now you're gonna be perfect and you might like lose lose that sensitivity like down exactly. there like who would who would fucking want to lose that you know what i mean right. just so you can look <laughs> at it so it looks pretty like who like any real person or real man is not gonna give a fuck about what your damn vagina lips basically looks like you know what i mean oh my god if anybody if, shames if they, you for what you they're not a man like, like yeah yeah just yeah. i could i we're could all not. different and it's okay and so so when you sit there and, and there's this bright light, you got a mirror in front of you, you spread your legs, there's 10 people looking at you. You've got a mirror yeah. in front of you in this bright light and you're looking at your pussy. Yeah. It's like, even though I had looked at myself before, I had never 
quite looked at it like that with the light and everything. Right. And um, I, you know, it's, it is, it's just another, it is another tool that kind of strips away at, at all of the defenses that we put up. Right. And the defenses we put up affect our orgasm. Right. (laughs) So it, it, it really, you know, I think one of the best parts is when you do this and you spread your legs and everybody's there at the end of every genital show and tell everybody else in the room claps for you and tells you you're beautiful. Yeah. You know that it's amazing. It's like, Oh, Mine's pretty. Okay. You know, we all need yeah. that little self-esteem boost, right? You do. Yeah. Oh. Especially after get done doing like doing something like that. Right? Yeah. Cuz you already are feeling a little. I mean, you just explaining it to me was like giving me anxiety. So, I'm like okay, anxiety-ridden. Like I was well, like, "Ooh, girl, honey." <laughs> it is so the the workshop is split into two days. It's five hours on the first day and five hours on the second day. And the first day is pretty much getting naked, talking about how you feel about your body and your orgasm, showing everybody your pussy, including yourself. Oh, you name you name your pussy too. You, really? You give yourself a name. Yes, and that's an important part of it because it's claiming it. And there, like, there are even some people who are like, I just want to call it my name because it's me. Okay, that's fine. You can do that. Yeah. But um. You know, in psychologically, in naming something, we're acknowledging it. We're we're acknowledging it, and we're imparting value. Right. So, so at the end of this day, right after you do all that, typically, most of the women in the room look around and they're like, "I don't want this to be over. Do you want to go out to dinner?" (laughs) So, like like a gaggle of women will go descend on New York City and have dinner and. And, you know, get strange looks in a restaurant because we're all talking about our pussies and orgasm. Oh, my God, this is so great. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I love that, though. That is. Yeah. I mean, it's what better city to do it in besides New York. Yes. (laughs) To be honest, I mean, and you're in New York, so it's perfect. But that, you know, it, it I think it is very intentionally done how they plan it, because by the end of that day, you are feeling kind of stripped away and down to who you really are without all the pretenses that that we tend to put up in everyday life. Right. Mm-hmm. All of the stuff that, you know, all of our defenses, all of our shields where we're like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with you. I'm not dealing with that. I just got to get through my, you know, get through my life. All of that kind of right. gets stripped away and you're really just focused on yourself. And, you know, it's it's not that often that we take time for ourselves like that. No, we definitely don't. We're, we're, we're so fast. So I, I, I love the, the, the point that it's basically making you slow down. Yeah. Yeah. So you really... do these classes. Like you now instruct these classes. I, I now... Is that what you're doing? I now can instruct these classes. I haven't actually done but one you yet, but I'm yeah. working on it. I'm Perfect. working on it. Okay. I um, I have been through the certification process. Um, mm-hmm. I'm right toward the end of it. I still need to hand in my thesis statement, which has kind of been a work in progress because, um, as you know, part actually part of my body sex practice is going to be my podcast 
that's coming out in March. Um, and my podcast is going to tell the stories of all these amazing women that I've met through Body Sex and their experiences, not only with Body Sex, but you know their personal stories and and their sex life and their intimate lives. So um, that is actually going to be part of my body sex practice. But I do intend to uh, give workshops, and I'm hoping to have one to offer this fall. Um, but I live Perfect. in I love that I live in Georgia. I live in the Bible Belt, so. Ooh. Yeah. Trying to attract local women to do this. Like I've talked to a lot of my friends about it and they're like, that sounds great, but I don't know if I could do it. So, you know, incrementally, I don't know. I, I think you could get a lot of a lot of women in Georgia, ladies in Georgia. I mean, <laughs> you got one like go, go do this thing like and let me know. I love Georgia. So like I would actually probably be down to go down there to do this because I mean you have two parts of Georgia you do have like that bible belt like up uppity upscale part of Georgia and then you have you guys are the the state of like the best like strip clubs like in the world you know what I mean like (laughs) there's some great like I love Georgia yeah they're mostly in Atlanta though and I'm not in Atlanta I know Well, you're going to have to advertise in Atlanta to get these ladies to come because I feel like there's some women that would explore their bodies that are just phenomenal, you know, dancers. I'm sure there are. I'm actually, I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping, I'm I'm not going to give out too much information because I'm going to pitch it, but I'm hoping to do a workshop around the same time as a sex conference that takes place in Atlanta every year. So. Oh, okay. uh, I will... I'll have more information on that coming out, but uh, knock Perfect. wood, I'm hoping I'll be able to do it along with that. Um, yeah, there there really are some amazing people in it, in Atlanta, but it's two hours away from me, so I feel kind of far okay. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That is true. But, you know, people people pl- plan to go to New York City to hers, too. You That's know what I mean? True. So, I mean, it's all about, like, if how bad like they want to do it or like if, yeah. they, if they're two hours is nothing. I, I Well, that and I have drive. to develop, I have to develop a kick-ass reputation like Betty Dodson. So, Hell <laughs> so yeah. people will want to come to me to do Hell it. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. I can't believe she's just 98 years old. So 90. Or she turned 90. 90. She's 90. She turned 90 last August and a bunch of women celebrated her birthday in the Catskills at a retreat. There were like 50 of us there and all people who had done body sex with her. And uh, we spent like four or five days um, hanging out and learning from each other. And there was a lot of masturbation in a group. I love it. It was fabulous. Wow, that is fabulous. That oh, is great. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of that was one of the more amazing experiences of my life and I can't wait to do it again. I think they're going to try and do it every 2 years. So so Cece, you have to do a workshop before yeah, summer of 2021 so you can come. Yes, I definitely do cuz you got me over here like I don't, I'm all up in, in the air with this. Like, I'm, like, excited. <laughs> I want to do it. Like, you got all my sensual, like, shit flaring up. And then, on the <laughs> other hand, I'm, like, I'm, like, this having is... anxiety because I'm, like, oh. 
Just this is foreplay. Men, but I mean, and yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is foreplay. And if you have any lovers right now, they can thank me. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely foreplay. My boyfriend will probably thank you um, later on this evening after this episode. <laughs> uh, for Wait. sure. I might Gosh, just go and do we? my own little. Uh, my own little looking at myself thing before, though, just, just, to, just to gear myself up for when I actually do this body shop. Like, and then I can Absolutely. get on your pod- podcast, which is called yes. Betty Stories, correct? It's Betty's Army. Betty's Army. Is the, okay. Betty's Army, because Betty calls us all of her warriors bringing sex positivity out into the world and she's she's kind of had this dream of this army of women who are going to carry on her legacy so that's who I we love are. that I definitely like love that 2020 so, but here I come you asked about the masturbating next to each other yes it is super cool and the like there i i usually say there's nothing sexual about it but that's not entirely true there's nothing romantic about it there's nothing that speaks to partner sex right like right. we understand it you're not interacting with other people in the room you are focused entirely on yourself however mm-hmm. There's this energy in the room because there are 10 to 12 women focused on their own pleasure. You can kind of ride this wave of sexual energy that's just kind of like there. And, you know, uh, and and one of the great things is that, you know, in this in this space where we where vulnerability has been stripped away, we. we make a lot more noise <laughs> so right. you'll you'll hear women around the room like really starting to get into themselves and you'll hear their noises which then just kind of turn you on and then exactly. it ends up being this whole like orgasmic symphony right that yes. you can just keep like riding the wave and you know like throughout i mean usually Usually the uh, they call it erotic recess and usually the erotic recess lasts about two hours where you just have time to explore yourself and play with yourself. And a lot of times like someone someone will obviously have an exceptionally good orgasm and people start clapping and cheering. (laughs) It's great. It's like it's like, woo, that sounded great. You know, like wow. Yeah. Um, I've also been in situations where somebody is, you know, struggling where they are kind of still too much in their head and they're not really um, able to orgasm and the rest of us start cheering them on and encouraging them, you know, and what do you need? How can we help you? So we're not we're not having sex with each other, but we're helping each other discover our own pleasure. Right. You're not and, having you know, sex with each other, but it's like you're having sex like with each other. 
just because you're not really i mean i've had sex with women and this is totally different really because that see that's what i was thinking like i don't like i love women i think women are ultra sexy like the body form like of women is great you know what i mean and that's just like a turn on in itself for me you know what i'm saying um so I think that that would be my distraction as far as, you know, I'm, I am in this room with eight other naked women. So I'm going to utilize this as, you know what I mean, a pleasure point for yeah. myself too. Like, but, but you're not, like, even if you are, and I think, I think anybody who's in that room who has any sort of inclination towards loving women or wanting to be sexual with women is going to say the Mm -hmm. same thing. Um, But, but you're not, you're not really interacting with each other, even though you might be using some of that as fuel for your own pleasure. I, every time I do this workshop, I kind of imagine that this was probably how women helped each other kind of in ancient times, right? You know, back to times before patriarchy and religion, you know, tried to tame our sexuality. Yeah. I feel like this is this is how women shared knowledge, mm-hmm. you know? Um what is that? Like there's the, there's all of the stories about the red tent where women were banished when they had their period, right? Yeah. I'm thinking that they're in the red tent and they're probably telling each other, oh, this is how you do this and this is how you feel pleasure. And, oh, if he's, you know, if he's having trouble with this, do, do this. Yeah. Like, it, it, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, women have always shared knowledge in this way because it feels, um, it feels really primal to be a part of yes. body sex and ancient, you know? It kind of tickles yeah. the little snake brain. <laughs> <laughs> feels like it's something we've always done or at least we should be doing yeah oh you're gonna like make me spend a lot of money to go to this uh workshop tell <laughs> <laughs> like, carlin i like, sent you <laughs> seriously because i mean before like while i was like researching this and like seeing what like it actually was and like seeing what you were like doing it was it was very confusing. And then, I mean, you've put a lot of things into perspective um, mm-hmm. about it and the connection piece and the ancient piece that, like you just stated, really makes it more intriguing to what now yeah. want to do. Um, because it's not just because when you read about it, it's, it's very intimidating just reading about it. It just seems yeah, like, it it's is. Just like, OK, <laughs> you're going in here to masturbate in front of all these women. You know what I mean? And you're all doing the same thing. But to experience it like how you have and how you shared it today, it's, it makes it it makes it more like every woman should do it. I really think so. I wish I could encourage every woman to do it. Well, I'm encouraging every woman woman to do it right now. Like you guys are all going to do it with me. Uh, this is, I will have you know some dates where she will uh, be hosting these, and let's just all go and experience this together. This way, well, we I can know. give you a lot of insight on what we. Yeah, I, I I know with the Goop Lab piece. I actually I just interviewed Carlin the other day for my 
um, for my podcast and had an extended conversation with her. And I, I, that was on Monday. So it's been out for a few days. And she's like, oh, my God, my inbox is so full. So many people want to do the workshop. Um, <coughs> so if you want to yeah. do it, get in because they're, they're booking them up. Um, but yeah, if people want to do it with me, I will I, I will definitely throw one together if, if people are interested in doing body sex because I am all trained up and ready to do it. Yes, let's yeah, let's do it, Jen. Like so yeah. all the Georgia and ladies like in Georgia, we're gonna get Jennifer to do uh, a workshop, conduct one for you ladies like down there. So uh, tell them your email address so they can email and tell them that you're in because I think oh. everybody honestly should do this. Like, um, for probably sure. the best address is hello at bettysarmy.com. So it's b e t t y s a r m y dot com. Hello at bettysarmy.com. I love it so much. Yeah, and please reach out. I um I would be excited to hear um, if people want to do this with me. And I, thinking about where you live, there's actually someone not too far from you who does workshops in Cleveland. Really? Yeah, that's like what four hours or so from like Rochester. Yeah, that yeah, that's not that far. It's kind of like almost driving to New York, but like in the ah yeah. Different. New York's about five. I can probably get there in four driving like yeah. Minutes, so. <laughs> I I have a need for speed for when I get in the car. I don't. I'm never in a rush. It's just right driving the speed limit. So, yeah. um, I mean, if you go to the Dodson and Ross dot com website and scroll to the bottom of that first page, there's like a dozen other practitioners too that are doing workshops okay. all over the world. Yeah, I would definitely look look into that because like i said i this is now on my list of uh things to complete for 2020 yeah if you can if you can get in to do it with betty and carlin in new york that's an incredible experience and i highly recommend it i love the other facilitators but you know with betty being 90 she's only going to be with us for a short time and i would definitely recommend that you that you be in her presence she is right badass yeah, she's she. I get that badass vibe from her because I mean, also by the time you get to ninety, you don't give a fuck. Like, so you have no filter, you have no anything. Right. Like, there, no, no filter. filter. It's just this is this is what it is. Like, she's giving it to you raw, real, and direct. You know what I mean? Like, and I would want that because especially when you're going into a situation like that, feeling kind of like intimidated like I don't want you to coach me through it I want you to tell me like bitch this is what it is we're looking at your pussy today you're gonna love it open it up you know what I mean like and I get that from her (laughs) (laughs) and that's exactly how she is that's the person that I need in my life (laughs) to do to do this with so I'm I'm pumped about it you need I need Betty Betty I'm coming for you (laughs) definitely thank you so much uh jen for joining me today on this topic i've it's so insightful i've honestly learned so much um and you you really gave me the green light to go ahead and do this body sex class um and hopefully soon i will be reaching back out to you to let you know uh, my experience and what i did um, and how it changed my life. Oh, I hope you do. And if you if you do, I want to interview you for my podcast. Sure. B 
before and sure. after. For sure. Yay. I would definitely be in touch about, about be really that. Exciting. Like, uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Um, Cause I know you got a couple things going on on the web. I do. So my podcast, which I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm on track right now, I'm hoping to release it on March 8th, which is International Women's Day. Uh, the podcast is called Betty's Army, and you can find out more about that at bettysarmy.com. Um, my sex ed practice is at geekysexylove.com. So all three words all together, G-E-E-K-Y-S-E-X-Y-L-O-V-E. Dot com, and you can find out about more about me and my husband and what we do there. Um, those are probably the two best places to find me on social um, at Geeky Sexy Love on just about everything that's out there. Um, right now, Betty's Army just has a Facebook page, but I'm working on that, and that's at Betty's Army. Perfect. I love that. Again, Jen, thank you so much. Ladies, you heard it here. Play with yourself. In order to know yourself, let's do it. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Cheers.